Hello, everyone. Welcome to my first episode of Heart to Heart. This is so special. I have been wanting to have my own podcast for a very long time now. It is something that came to me over a year ago. I wanted a place where I could share a lot of my learnings over the last few years. I just feel like I love having sort of deep conversations with my friends, with my mom, with people that I meet. And more often than not, you know, when I'm connecting with people online, I feel like it's so quick and it's has to kind of be a little bit more surface level. And I really just wish sometimes I could go deeper, but I just have found that I don't really connect as much with platforms like Instagram or TikTok because they are very like video-based, aesthetic-based, you know, the way you look, the way you hook in the first few seconds and capture people's attention and you have to talk fast. And I just did not really resonate with that style in terms of the things that I want to share. Maybe I'll post my vacations like that or what I'm working on at 437, but it really wasn't the way I was called to kind of share the things that I'm interested in beyond what people kind of know me as, which is the co-founder of 437. And so, yeah, this is going to be my new place, my little safe space to talk about all of my interests, talk about everything I'm into and mostly, you know, self-development and becoming the best version of myself because that is truly a big passion of mine, and I feel like what better way to share that information than with a podcast? I'm just so excited that you're here if you're listening already. Thank you. <laughs> I'm already so grateful that you're here and listening, and I'm so excited for what's to come with this podcast. I'm just talking from my heart right now. Like I'm None of this is like on my notes or script or anything like that. I'm just randomly talking, and you know, I was really nervous to do this podcast. I'll be honest with you. Because in my mind, I already went to, does it have to perform a certain way? Does it have to look a certain way? Do I have to talk about certain things? And I realized that all of these questions and thoughts were coming from, I would say, the more masculine side of me that has been kind of cultivated through over six years of entrepreneurship and like be like a go-getter in the workforce and how like at 437 we care so much about or we did at least care so much more about performance, the revenue, the deals, how things looked and feel like branding wise. And those things are very important in a business. But I reminded myself that this is not a business to me. This is a passion project. This is something that I'm called to do. I'm excited to do. I really could care less if a thousand people listened to this or if it was five people. I would be so grateful and almost like, wow, like blown away that that many people would be interested to listen to what I have to say. And that's met with so much gratitude, but that's not the goal here for me in terms of like hitting some sort of accolade for this podcast or to make it seem a certain way or, you know, have some sort of sponsorship. I remember when I spoke about this podcast with someone who's a very popular podcaster about a year ago, she said, oh, I definitely know that such and such media company would love to know, work with you and, you know, you should launch your podcast with them. And I really thought about it and I was like the kind of ego side and the very like career side of me was like, oh my God, that would be so amazing. But I honestly, I was like, I don't, I don't want that for the podcast. Not at least right now. Right now, I just want to do this out of joy, out of enjoyment. And I don't want to be driven by anything outside of purpose. 
my purpose right now is that I'm just so excited to share the things I've learned and I want to continue to learn through the guests that are going to come on here. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to be doing this. And if I go 50, 100 episodes and only 10 people are listening, then it's me and you, us 10, and we're going to grow together and learn together. And I'm excited to speak to you, to as many of you that are listening. I'm just so excited. But anyways, I just wanted to share that because that was not the typical Hyla, you know, and we're definitely going to dive into that a little bit more today as the uh, title of this episode may allude to. But yeah. So anyways, thank you. Welcome to this episode. Welcome to Heart to Heart. I named it Heart to Heart because a few things. I've always connected with the word heart. I love the heart connection. I believe like the heart is such a beautiful feminine part of us. There's so much love and passion and purpose in what we're doing when it's from the heart rather than when you're like leading from the mind, which I have also been guilty for doing a lot in my life. So it's definitely, you know, an ode to what my focus is in my life right now, which is doing everything kind of heart-led. Also, I have a newsletter, which is called Hyla's Heart. So that was kind of a connection there as well. So when I was thinking of this podcast, I was like, what do I want to be doing? I was like, I just want to have these like open, deep conversations the same way I have them with my best friends. And then I was like, well, when my friends and I have it, We call them heart to hearts, you know, when you're just chit-chatting late night and it's like, let's have a heart to heart. Sounds like a great name. So heart to heart with Hyla. So that's what it is. To tie in this podcast with what I've been doing the last six years of like my career, or I guess the only six years of my career that I've ever had, I'm just going to do a little background. I'm the co-founder of the brand 437. I launched that over six years ago with my best friend, Adrian. We were in university and we went on exchange to Europe and everything we packed wasn't really flattering on our bodies at the time. We're talking about swimwear. And so we decided to launch a brand and mind you, we were in business school and none of our peers were were doing this. So it was like such a huge risk and we like jumped in blindly. About three and a half years ago, we expanded into activewear. And I'll love to explain so much more about 437 in the story in future episodes. But about three and a half years ago, we expanded into activewear. And now most of our business is activewear. And most of our orders are now activewear. And it's a part of the business that I am extremely passionate about because I work out every single day. I'm so into wellness and I, I'm just also so happy because I can wear it every single day. And so it's it's been like a big passion of mine is kind of the direction we've been taking 437 in and I'm just, I couldn't be happier. And so that's just about me. You know, I, at 437, I definitely lead up like the marketing initiatives specifically in brand partnerships, influencer marketing, strategy, you know, kind of like brand messaging, brand positioning. That's the stuff that I love. And that's what we're doing at 437. I'm definitely more on the people facing side of 437. Um, Even though I'm like an introverted extrovert, which means I'm very happy to do panels and do speaking engagements and do all that stuff. But I also am very like, I have to resort back into my personal space and charge my battery. And honestly, I feel like the older I've been getting, I'm like, am I an introvert? I'm definitely more of that shy side, but I think it's more so I'm figuring out what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not comfortable with as much. That's partially that too. So it's been an amazing last six years. And when I mean amazing, it's amazing as in life lessons. (laughs) 
I will tell you right now, starting a business and running a business has been extremely difficult. You know, as grateful as I am for the learning, the growth, the accolades, things like Forbes 30 under 30. And when people write articles of like, you know, multi-million dollar brand founder, Hyla, it's, that's crazy. And, you know, my younger self is like pinching herself, you know, it's like, there's no way that's happening, Hyla. But I will also say like all that also came with extreme burnout problems in my relationships, you know, because first time entrepreneur wasn't sure how to balance it all. My ego got attached to 437 a lot. And that's when most of my mistakes has happened as well. And I kind of lost touch with who I am outside of 437. My whole life started revolving around the brand, especially, you know, I launched the brand at 22-ish. I'm now 28. So yeah, I think I was like 21, 22 when we launched the brand. So by the time I was like 25, 26, I was like super burnt out, was making a ton of mistakes and lost myself a little bit. And a lot of that was in public. I would say, you know, people on the outside are like, you guys are killing it. Hila, you have like the dream job, like all of these things. But that's like life in general. That's like the world we live in right now. It's it's quite surface level. I mean, what are we going to do post Instagram photos when we're crying and burnt out and it's easier said than done. And I don't think that people are as comfortable sharing their vulnerable moments. At least I'm not like at least on social media. Like I said, I don't think that's the platform I connect most with. And so I went on a journey. I've always been into spirituality. We'll definitely dive into that more with my mom because she's been a very big role model for me in not only my career, but in my spirituality and, and kind of everything I'm diving into right now, this podcast, all of that. And I will definitely have her on the podcast. She is she is something else. But I went on a journey to find myself again, find my purpose, get back in touch with my femininity, feel more joy, like deep down joy and excitement of like life, my purpose, re-fall in love again with what I'm doing at 437. I think it went from like results and do do this fast paced life. I was like traveling. I don't know. There were some months where I was like in four or five different cities in one month. And I was like so exhausted, so burnt out. So the last, I would say two years was like the biggest part of my journey where I've done retreats from like Thailand and Sri Lanka and France. And I did all these different things. Like I meditated for 40 hours one week, I think about six months ago at a Dr. Joe Dispenza seminar, done so many different things, like hours of personal therapy, couples therapy. I've, I've been doing the work. I've been reading the books. I've been doing the meditations. And I want to share the things that have worked. I want to share the things that didn't work. And I want to learn from people who are doing things that I haven't yet even discovered, right? Um, because I've still got a long way to go. But Oh my gosh, guys, I am so much further along than I ever was. It's just like night and day, at least how I feel in my heart and my soul of who I am today compared to who I was, let's just say three years ago. <laughs> I just feel like there was so much that I learned that I want to share with you all in regards to my femininity, my peace, my joy. And so that's going to lead me to this podcast episode. Let's get into the masculine girly girl, because that is quite the oxymoron. And you might be wondering, what the heck does that even mean? Or you might kind of already feel drawn to that word, because maybe it's 
I don't know, maybe it's speaking to you <laughs> because it has been speaking to me and it spoke to me big time over the last couple of years. And it's this term I coined, or I mean, I just came, randomly came up with um, about a year ago. And so I want to dive into that. The masculine girly girl is someone who believes that they are living out of their true core feminine energy. But when they take a step back, they realize that, oh, wait, who I'm actually being and my core energy is quite masculine. But on the outside, externally, I give off the look and feel of feminine energy or what people are easily assuming is feminine energy, such as, you know, they have their nails done. Maybe it's a French manicure. Maybe they're wearing flowy dresses. Maybe they're wearing heels. They have their, you know, makeup done and they... They love neutral, soft colors and their bed and their nightside table and their flowers are a certain aesthetic and they speak soft and they use their hands and they lean back when they're on their date and, you know, my man pays for everything. Like, you know, just like these quote unquote, what sometimes we see out there on social media of like how to be in your feminine energy and it's eat slowly and savor every bite and, you know, lip gloss and, and have your nails done. When in reality, what we're describing is someone who is a girly girl or someone who's appearing to be a girly girl. Feminine energy is not about anything external. And that's the biggest misconception. Feminine energy is internal. It's your beingness. It has nothing to do with what you're doing doing an external is a masculine energy. And this entire conversation is not about masculine energy not being a good thing. And I mean, I absolutely need my masculine energy. We need our masculine energy. There are certain moments where we have to put that masculine energy hat on and set boundaries for ourselves and set structure and, you know, achieve things and make things happen. And also in our own lives, we have to set up that structure so that we can fall back into our feminine energy, you know, without mask, like if we didn't have any masculine energy, we would just be passive. Like we wouldn't be able to do anything for ourselves. And I mean, on the other hand, if a man was completely in his masculine energy and no feminine energy, he would truly be a stone wall with not one ounce of emotion or never has a feeling of intuition or, you know, doesn't have any emotions. And there's, there's a lack of connection there. Feminine energy is all about connection. It's all about this like heart-centered flow, gratitude, and this like radiant energy, but it's all like a beingness. And this topic has just become so important to me over the last few years it's because I woke up one day and I realized, Hila, like you're very girly, like, and I'm no shame in that. I love, you know, right now I have French manicured hands. I have a blowout. I'm, I woke up this morning and I put some blush on and some lip gloss and I'm not going anywhere. My room is neutral colors. I love wearing white and neutrals, flowy dresses. Oh my gosh, I love dresses. Love my gratitude journal and my cups of tea and, you know, doing spa days. When I woke up that one day and I realized I was like, my energy, who I've been being to myself, in my relationships, to the people in my life that I care about, I have been fully at being out of my core masculine energy. 
And again, that's not a bad thing. It's not like someone ever came to you. It's like, oh, Hila, you're being masculine. Like, no, I mean, it's just that I've put up all of these masculine walls in my life to kind of quickly talk about it, kind of having an upbringing that was quite lonely. And I, I took care of myself a lot because I was, you know, growing up faster and having to be kind of, you know, Hila, I got you from a very young age going into high school. And I had to be this very driven person. And, you know, a lot of my counselors didn't believe in me for wanting to go to Queens and getting in one of the best business schools. And I also dealt with, you know, maybe silent bullying. That's something I can talk about later. Um, and it's not something I've really ever talked about before. You know, I had some strange really strange experiences that I, again, I had to put walls up, remove a little bit of that connection and my heart and my emotions to protect myself. And then I arguably get into one of the most difficult business programs in Canada where it was very competitive. It was very go, go, go. It was like achievements and all like masculine energy, but rightfully so. I mean, they're trying to breed the next CEOs of this world. I swear that that's what that program is doing, which is amazing, but it's very like go, 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 do, do, do like any difficult program doesn't even have to be in business. During that, like overlapping with school, I go and I start a business with my best friend, Adrian. And quickly from like the age of 21, we're now in this driver's seat of starting a company, which takes so much external, like go force and competition and influence and persuasion and go, go, go. And whether it was hiring people, you know, even the difficult times of letting people go that I've built really close relationships with, you know, having to have difficult conversations with people that were truly like my age, it was so uncomfortable and it still is very difficult. I mean, having to, you know, lead a team of 20 people um, with no experience and, you know, dealing with defamation, dealing with one of the most difficult parts of my life. I mean, hands down, actually, the most difficult part of my life has probably been during the last six years of 437. It was, I mean, I was the girl boss. I was this go-getter. I was like this hustle. And the biggest challenge I found was that I did not know when to flip the switch on and off. I did not know anything about feminine energy and masculine energy. I did not realize that I was being out of my core masculine energy. It's not that I was aware that, okay, Hila, like when you go to work or when you're in school, like this is how, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be in your masculine a lot more. You're, this is the time to focus. You have to kind of use this right now to get yourself to a place where you can kind of then step back into your feminine or when you leave class or when you leave 437, you know, a work day, you can come home, here's some things you can do. And then now you're back in your core feminine energy. I was bringing that masculine energy from work into my relationships. I was bringing it into my friendships. I was bringing it most importantly into my relationship with myself, how I was being, how I was showing up for me, how I wasn't nurturing myself. I was not connected to my intuition whatsoever. I lost that like gentleness, that flow, that ease, that the word surrender in my life was non-existent. Like I was controlling everything. I just feel like I, I didn't have a second to breathe even, but that was all my doing. I promise you that. Looking back now, there were many, many, many things I could have changed. And I'm not saying I regret it anything because everything I had to do was to learn from. And I'm 
like so grateful for it because when I woke up from that and realized it, I started changing things. I hired a femininity coach. I read books. I I talked to women who I thought, you know, are doing a really good job at balancing their energy. And again, people, people, you know, when I had sort of conversations like this with women over the last maybe two years, people would say, hi, love, really? Like, you seem so feminine. Like, you speak a certain way and you you look a certain way and you you present yourself a certain way. And I'm like, well, that's exactly where, where we're getting it wrong. Like my external appearance or who I decide to show on social media is not at all a reflection of who I am inside, how I'm being to myself, how I'm being in my relationships. And that's where we're going with this. I feel like, whew, I just want to breathe. I, I, Oh my God, even talking about this, I'm feeling a bit tense of thinking of how I was. It's not like anyone ever came to me and said, Hila, like we need to talk. You're really in your masculine energy. No, like I've like that has never happened. But when I look back, I've been burnt out for four or five years out of the last six years of my 437 journey. I've had difficulties in my relationships. And I'd love to open up with you guys more about that in future episodes. And I've stopped taking care of myself. You know, again, like I go to the gym all the time. I feel like I'm in shape. I eat good. And that does not mean I'm taking care of myself. Like those are amazing things, regardless of your feminine energy, masculine energy, that's the great things to do. But that Hyla inside, the little girl in me that I really wanted to be nurturing and taking care of myself and slowing down and listening to myself and be like, Hyla, is this really what you want? Is this really the direction you want to take 437 in? Is this how you want to be in your relationship? Is this how you want to be when you're answering the phone and talking to your mom? And so I had sort of like this realization that I was not in my feminine energy. I was a masculine girly girl. So I started changing that. I started working on that. Key point here is that when I say I was working on that, I had to be very careful because sometimes we can get into our masculine energy into self-development a lot. So I really just had to remind myself, this is the beingness. Be with me. Be with me. I am enough as I am. I don't have to do extra things. But can I be grateful for who I am? Can I love this? Can I nurture this? Can I be still with myself? Can I tell myself that I don't need to go travel to all these different places to feel like I'm enough? that I don't need to accumulate all of these things to feel like I'm enough, that I don't have to achieve all of these milestones to feel like I'm enough. And that's where the journey began. I want to speak a little bit more about feminine and masculine energy for maybe someone who's new to hearing these terms or kind of still confused what they mean. I kind of just pulled something up on Google, like this little chart. I'm going to read it out loud because I think it's pretty interesting. So they wrote under feminine energy, receptive, passive, intuitive, inward, fluid, being energy. And then under it said natural feminine. And then it says unconditional love, understanding, nurturing, tenderness, kindness, creative, feeling, stillness, flow, radiance, surrender, sensitive, emotional, ease, and allowing. And then under the wounded feminine, very interesting, there's victim, powerless, weakness, manipulation, withholding, neediness, codependency, oversensitivity, and over-emotional. And then I'm just reading what I'm seeing here. Under masculine energy, there's projective, active, giving, expansive, 
outward, rational, analytic, and doing energy under the natural masculine, it says confidence, inner strength, responsibility, focus, stability, direction, protection, clarity, boundaries, courage, discipline, certain, assertive. And under the wounded masculine, it says perpetrator, abuse of power, dominance, aggression, control, competitive, confrontational, criticism, abuse, avoidance, unsupportive, and unstable. Wow. Even me just reading this out loud for the first time, as much as I knew kind of the core differences between the feminine and masculine energy, I can definitely see that a lot of my career, there were a lot of these more masculine parts that were dominant than the feminine. And that's where I'm going with this, this masculine girly girl concept is that oftentimes we think that if we're wearing pink, that if we're wearing a flowy dress, if that we bloat out our hair, if that we sleep with an eye mask and 10 step skincare routine and gua sha and we're feminine, you know, but those things I just described is girly is not feminine. And so I think that there's this confusion right now out here because I know the word like feminine energy is getting quite buzzy. I just think that it's really important that we understand the distinction between girly and feminine. So I just believe that if you're on this journey like I am to step more into our feminine, we just have to make sure that we understand that it's not just about can we wear more pink and look more like girly? It's how do we how do we live a life with more flow with more stillness with more surrender with more radiance with more intuition i'll be the first to tell you that my life was go 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 fast any time i was i felt stillness i was like no 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 i got to go any excuse i had to travel even if i low key didn't want to like i was tired and i was drained I was like, no, 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 I got to go. Like, you know how cool that'll look if I'm doing this pop-up in Vancouver or I'm in LA, like I should go, let's go. And what I did is I just disconnected myself. I overexhausted myself. And why? I don't know why I felt the need to do that. And here's a really important thing, right? We have to have masculine energy in us. We really do. It's not, like I said, it's not about becoming 100% feminine energy. When I was starting 437 and when you're starting a business or you're, I don't know, you have something that you're starting or you have a goal in mind, you have to tap into the masculine energy. You have to go and find that focus. You have to go and find that direction and that discipline. Even in our lives, we have to create boundaries And, you know, we have to be assertive with our boundaries. Like those are masculine. So I'm not saying that I could have started 437 the way I did without any of these masculine components. It's just that the times where I was perhaps meant to be more in my feminine, I didn't know how to be. I ignored. I felt uncomfortable in those moments. And That is what I've been working through and what I've discovered over the last couple of years. 
And it's night and day. I I do not feel like the same person that I was. So when it comes to a lot of my friends and a lot of my peers that I went to business school with, or maybe you might relate to this, if you're a career woman who loves working and wants to achieve and wants to, you know, keep earning money and and like we have to remain in our masculine in certain moments at work to get there a thousand percent but are you letting that spill into your personal life are you letting that spill into your relationships are you letting that spill into how you're taking care of yourself and that was my biggest like realization moment my like ah fuck moment was where I was like I am bringing that masculine assertive go-getter doer energy and I was bringing that into my relationships and that was causing tons of issues. I was bringing that into my personal life in terms of how I was showing up for myself. I kept myself way too busy, way too overwhelmed. And I wasn't even listening to myself and what I really felt like I needed. I wasn't nurturing myself. And I want to share a story about how, like, it's like a small example of how I, when I noticed this in my relationship. Last year, my partner and I, we were living in France. And I remember that week was really busy with work because I was also doing an online Tony Robbins seminar. And because I was in France and I was doing like the, you know, East Eastern Standard Time seminar because Adrian, my business partner, was also doing it. I was doing this seminar from like 3 p.m. in the afternoon to like midnight, for example. So I told my partner, I was like, you know, I'm going to be super busy in the evenings. This is an example that was really clear that I didn't fully understand what the true feminine is. (laughs) One of the nights, I guess at this point it was 8 (laughs) p.m., like way past dinner, but I'm like a zombie on my laptop. I guess we had like a five minute break. And so I'm using the bathroom and I see him and he's just like, um, I'm going to order us some food. What would you like? You know, do you want like this chicken from the place we always get? Like whatever. And I immediately like snap. I have this like freak out moment. And you know those moments where you just get triggered and they did nothing wrong? All of a sudden I was like, no, no, no. Oh my God. Like I'm going to cook right now. I want to be the type of girl that cooks for you and, you know, is your dream girl. And I know how much you like it when I cook. You know, I'm just like listing off. I'm going off. I'm like spazzing essentially. I'm having one of those triggered responses. Mind you, he came to me in the most loving way and was like, I'm going to order us food. Like, what can I get you? There was no undertone. And he has never once come to me and said, I expect you to cook every night nothing like he has always been like Hyla I know you are busy let's chat like let me know how I can help in the house this man is trying to be sweet and help out and order us food and I couldn't just natural feminine surrender be grateful be more in my feelings allowing ease emotional sensitive nurturing tenderness that's more of a true feminine so when that experience happened I was like wow the real feminine energy was to be grateful and to surrender and appreciate and allow the man he's trying to be in his natural masculine helpful responsible let me read this list here giving active protecting me he was stepping into his masculine what did I do I cut him off And I attacked him, essentially. That's the last way to get a man to continue to be so helpful and thoughtful and 
supportive. I don't know if that relates to any of you, if you've experienced anything like that. It just kind of made me realize I'm putting on a lot of these expectations on myself. And actually, that is more masculine than it is feminine. If I have a night off and I feel drawn to cook and I'm inspired and I know it's his love language. He loves when I do acts of service. Oh my gosh, he loves when I cook for him. Well then, if I'm drawn to do that, when it won't stress me out, when it won't cause issues and it won't be a burden, then that's that'll be my calling and that'll be what I want to do because I want to do it out of love and appreciation and that's me nurturing me and me nurturing him. It's just so important for us to kind of relook at what we actually think it means to be feminine and where maybe like our masculine is showing up and maybe not the right times. And I will say that doesn't that reaction doesn't typically happen, but it was one of those moments where I was just so overworked and burnt out and that's when typically reactions and triggers happen, right? It's like when we're not when our cup is not full and we're doing too much. So I just hope that this episode really highlights that we might be in this world where there's this buzzy word of femininity and you might be, you know, called to think about it externally. How can I look more feminine? How can I dress more feminine? How can I smell more feminine? And remember that masculine energy is outward and feminine energy is inward. Masculine energy is giving. Feminine energy is receiving. Masculine energy is doing and feminine energy is being. So if you're trying to be more in your feminine, remember that it those things are all inward. So you have to start with the inside. Am I saying that to not dress girly? I'm not saying that. Personally, I actually really enjoy dressing what one may call feminine. I love dressing a bit girlier because I actually personally do find that it does inspire my feminine. So perhaps when you hear people talking about dress more like that, have a neat and organized space, buy yourself flowers and maybe wear pink more, make sure you're groomed and you know, you're taking care of your skin. Like all of those things are so important because you're taking care of yourself. But if you, if they are girlier things like getting your nails done and wearing a sundress and Oh, if someone says whiter teeth is more feminine, like, I don't know, I'm just making that up. It's like, those are outward things. And just make sure that the inward stuff is most important. Then focus on the outward. The outward stuff does bring a lot of inspiration. Like when I wake up in the mornings now, I'm so much more inclined to like, you know, like put on a little bit of lip gloss and a little bit of blush, even if I'm working from home or getting my nails done because When I think of like my future self, I think of her and she is feminine on the inside based on how she feels and how she's being. But with a little bit of that doing energy, I'm going to do things that help inspire me more into my feminine and make me feel good. And that's the whole thing is that you just want to do the things that make you feel good. Like I'm underlining the word feel. If what makes you feel good is a boxing class, but everyone is saying to be feminine, you have to do the Pilates and the restorative yoga. Do what makes you feel good. And because how you show up for you, and that's more of your feminine energy. For some people, the Pilates class is not going to do anything for them, right? 
I still like to lift a couple days a week and someone might say, oh, that's so masculine. Well, I like it. But did I reflect back and say, well, maybe I need to add in some more restorative classes because those help me feel good. Those help my nervous system. Those help me relax a little bit more so I can show up better for myself. Yes. And that's why I did it. Buying yourself a fancy journal and all of the books on feminine energy. Again, those are doing things. So just be careful because the last thing we want, if we are trying to step more into our feminine, is the masculine girly girl. Because if you are a businesswoman like myself, or you're a career woman like myself, or you know, you just have like this busy career life, which is amazing. That's what I'm trying to get at is I don't want us to stop caring about our purpose. And that's the whole difference is when you're in your masculine, you're being led to your career through like results, money, achievement. Whereas now when I think about my work, I think of what like what fills my cup, like what brings purpose to my life, what makes me feel fulfilled. And so I'm on this journey and I have been over the last few years and I believe that I'm going from the masculine girly girl to the fulfilled feminine. Because when we use the word the fulfilled feminine, that may include a career that brings us purpose, that may include making money, that we can take care of ourselves, that may include having your own place because that is something you really want. Maybe that includes having a really amazing body because that is an exciting goal for you. You feel fulfilled in your feminine rather than a feminine who's just like passive and like, you know, like you have no purpose, nothing that fulfills you and no, nothing that drives you in like a very, I don't know, in a creative way. And I, I'm not, I'm personally not advocating for that. Like, I don't feel bad for loving what I do because I feel like in this feminine world, especially if you're looking at more of the, um, what is it? Sprinkle, sprinkle content. Is that what it is? Like that sprinkle, sprinkle. It's, it's like, it's very manipulative. And for me, I think a lot of that is a bit of the wounded feminine. Again, some of the stuff she says, like I, I can agree with, but sometimes that sprinkle sprinkle mentality is the wounded feminine of manipulation. And I believe that, oh, we don't work. A man takes care of everything. We use people, buy me a bag on a first date, take me shopping. Like I'm not gonna be out here to ever preach for like the full sprinkle sprinkle I personally do love some of the more traditional values of like the masculine and the feminine and how that shows up in a relationship and we can definitely dive deeper into that stuff on like more relationship centered episodes but I do believe that there is an exciting change and I think this momentum that we're all kind of awakening from this masculine girly girl you know if you are like a career woman but like you're the one who's like walking into a restaurant hey yeah it's a date it's table for two and like you're the one taking the charge you're the one telling your partner what to do all the time you're the one who's like go 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 burnt out stressed not taking care of yourself feeling like you have to do it all um always thinking logically always having to be this like assertive person, bringing all of that from your career and then bringing that home, but then you're getting your nails done. That's the masculine girly girl. And we're working towards this beautiful thing called 
the fulfilled feminine. You know, she has her stuff going on. She has a life for herself that even if she's on her own, she is so fulfilled and she's got it. And she has no shame in wanting to make her money. And she has no shame in wanting to look good. And she has no shame in wanting to get that promotion. But her core energy and the one that she is in, true to her nature, is one of stillness, of flow, of ease, of kindness. And when she has to go to work and when she has to step into her masculine, she knows she's doing that. She knows she has like a a job to do, um, a goal to achieve, but she knows how to come back to her true essence. I don't want to keep talking for too, too long. I want to, like, I really would love for us to digest this. I think in a future episode, we can do kind of a little bit more of a roadmap from the masculine girly girl to the fulfilled feminine and some tips and tricks on how I've kind of made that change and things what I do on how I transition from my work day to my like, like after work hours and how I try not to bring it to my relationships. I try not to bring it home, how I switch hats, but how do I, how am I also now showing up to work more in my feminine energy, but still sometimes having to be like, you know, give direction and be assertive, you know, there's ways to do it. I'm still learning. I'm also listening to a lot of podcasts in this, in this kind of field. I'm reading a lot of books in this field as well. So I hope you guys are excited for this journey together. Obviously, different episodes will be covering a variety of different topics from career to self-development to spirituality. Um, I think that's a really exciting conversation um, to have friendship, relationships. I would love to even talk about personal finance. I feel like that's quite a taboo subject. And I, you know, I'd love to talk about that. I'd love to share more about like some of my investments I've done. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would love to close off this episode by reading a passage from this book I have. The book is called Remember Love by Cleo Wade. I really love this book. My best friend Anisha actually bought it for me during the time that my grandma was sick and she knew that I was going through a little bit of a hard time. And so she bought me this book and I read um, about... It's, it's all poems and passages in here, and I read about one of them every single night before I go to bed. And I read this last night, and I said, wow, like this is so beautiful. And I think it ties perfectly into this episode of the masculine girly girl. And so um, I'm going to read it to you. It's called In a World. I am tired of feeling strong. I want to feel nourished. I want to feel like my body is a soft, tender body and not armor. I want to feel like my body is a soft, tender body and not a machine. I want to stretch my arms. I want to feel the sun on my face. I want to hear a song that reminds me of myself. I do not get what I want each day, but I manage to leave the chill of the shadows. I manage to find the sun for at least a little while, and I'm grateful for that. I still know how to want something gentle and grand for myself in a world that tells me I have to be strong and small to survive. I still know how to be a flower in a world that tells me I must be made of steel to survive. Wow. That's so beautiful, right? I really love the part where she says, I want to feel like my body is a soft, tender body and not armor. 
right? Armor is that like, you know, when we put those walls up around us, those masculine walls, those doing and we're exhausted and we have to be strong and we can't feel, we can't surrender and we can't be emotional. I also love that it says, you know, in a world that tells me I have to be strong and small to survive, you don't have to be strong, you know, and you don't have to be small. That's what I'm saying. It's like the fulfilled feminine. She's not small. She's she's grand. She's purposeful and she's killing it in her purpose. But she doesn't have to be strong. She she can be killing it and she can be having a hard time. She can be killing it and she can be sad at times. She can be killing it, but then she can come home and, you know, surrender and nurture herself and not have to be strong. She can be gentle and soft with herself. She can be in ease. And I just think that's so beautiful. I read that last night and I was like, oh, what a beautiful poem. And then I wrote a poem afterwards. But you know what? Let's not read that. (laughs) I get enough responses to this podcast. Maybe I'll read some of my poetry, but I can definitely refine it. I've never taken a class or anything on it. It's just something that just randomly comes to me. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. If you listened all the way to the end of this episode, I am just so, so grateful that I even have this platform to to share what's on my heart. And I hope that this episode resonated with you. I'm sure this is one of those things that you hear on every podcast, but truly, I would love to know what you thought about this podcast. This is my first episode, and I just know that it would mean so much to me and give me a little bit more confidence to to share more vulnerably. So I know it truly takes two seconds to click that like follow button on, I don't know, Spotify and Apple and to just leave a review would truly mean a lot to me or even just DM me, tag me, whatever. I'd love to, I'd love to hear anything. And if you have any feedback, please share it with me. I'm like, this is my first go and trust me, I will get better, but I'm just happy that I'm doing this because I was so nervous. So the fact that I'm here recording, I'm just even proud of myself here. So a little moment like that, it is now 6 p.m. on a Wednesday evening. I have a consulting client in 30 minutes. I've been helping her grow her business. So that's what I'm doing tonight. And after that, I'm going to make some dinner. I have tilapia and some veggies and some sweet potato. Very excited. Um, I bought all the ingredients to make a pumpkin pie. It's like February, so I'm not sure where the craving for pumpkin has come from all of a sudden, but I realized I don't have a can opener for like the pumpkin puree thing, so that's fun. So I'm going to maybe walk to the dollar store if it's still open around eight and go get that. Yeah, I'm just going to have a really easy chill night because I just got back from Mexico recently. I'm going to journal tonight. I've been doing this thing where I'm journaling every night, even if it's like two sentences. It's been my like challenge for the last like two months and I've now kind of built it into a little habit and I'm going to continue to read. I'm currently reading The Body Keeps Score. It's about like trauma living in the body. I would say it's very educational um, and very academic. So it's been a bit of a difficult read. I was just really curious because I wanted to learn on like how to like let things that you've experienced in your life like out of your body. So I'm hoping that the latter half of the book will share a little bit more about that, but I will keep you guys updated. But in terms of, I always kind of like to, um, at least with my consulting clients, I like to kind of give them something to do before the next call we have. And 
So not like homework. I was just thinking if like a reflection point until the next podcast episode would just be to maybe write down how has, you know, kind of this episode landed with you, but more so how have you been finding yourself like in your masculine and feminine energy? If you want to write down perhaps, you know, where do you feel like you're showing up more in your masculine? Are you showing up enough, do you think, in your feminine? Do you feel like you're kind of like the masculine girly girl? And if so, you know, why? You're more than welcome to share those answers with me via DM as well. But I just think it's be like kind of an interesting reflection point to do. I don't know. I love when I read books and they have like little things to kind of to work on. So take a go at that. And yeah, until next time, please send me any suggestions on things you want to hear. And I know I'm talking a lot. I think that'll probably be my thing for next podcast is keep it a little bit more concise, Hyla. Um, I'm just excited. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.